0: How to face your fears and still lead, coach, and manage. Coaching for Potential will help you reset and rewire your leadership language.
1: Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Hello, Rory.
0: Hey, Paul, it's great to be here. How are you, my friend? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing excellent. And uh, and we're going to talk about fears today because it is uh, with the COVID-19 out there in the world, people are facing their fears and managers are saying, how do I lead my organization with these challenges and struggles and how will we make money and how will we keep the doors opened and uh, shall we pay our employees or not pay our employees and just lots of fears out there. Mm-hmm. So I thought when you're facing your fears and you've still got to lead, coach, and manage, Uh, We're going to talk about how to do that when you're facing your fears.
1: As we talked about this episode, I mentioned that everyone's always facing fears regardless of situation. But, man, this really is a fearful time, isn't it?
0: Yeah, this one's a a bit of a challenge for all of us. And, you know, I I think we should probably do an episode this week uh, with Ernest Shackleton. You know, how did Ernest Shackleton face his challenge when his boat got stuck in the Antarctic uh, Waddell Sea? sank to the bottom of the ocean and it took them basically almost two years to get off the ice flow and and then find their way to safety and how he kept his team together i think it's a great model for us to look at with regards to how to deal with this issue going forward and so you know we may do that this week I'd, maybe a little teaser there of doing an Ernest shackleton uh later in the week excellent excellent so let's go ahead and get, just get kind of get started and you know the first thing you just got to undo is understand it your fear and embrace it fear exists uh, to keep us safe. It's not inherently bad or good, but a tool that we can use to make better decisions. Fear isn't, fear is not designed to make us freeze. And so in this challenge, we need to basically step back and say, what are the most wisest decisions we can make? What are the best decisions we can make in Italy right now? They're basically saying, stay home and save a life. And I think that's an important key as to, what can we do to kind of step back from our daily life that we won't be interact with people and help slow the spread of this or, or hopefully mitigate it. Uh, you've seen them make dramatic changes in both China and South Korea, and they're kind of getting ahead of the curve there. And in China, they're actually talking about going back to work and kind of resetting their economy. So the sooner that we deal with this in a in a robust way, Uh, the better off we're going to be as a society. So I think that's one of the keys is understand your fear and embrace it. And, uh, you know, don't make it make you freeze, but make it make you make good decisions. So how can we make good decisions faced with the challenges that we face?
1: This uh, when there is fearfulness in a company, whether Mm -hmm. it's economic times or whatever it is, people look to their manager to calm their fears, even though the manager has fears themselves. Oh, absolutely. How do you deal with that when you're the coach and everyone's looking to you
0: to be the brave one? You bet. I've always admired Harry Truman, even in the midst of World War II and and all of the challenges he faced. Almost in all the pictures that you see of him, he's smiling. And I've always been convinced he chose to do that because he knew that was a way to help people feel more calm and more uh, serene. Uh, even in challenging times. And World War II was one of the most challenging times of the last century. And we're facing one of those kind of events now, a world event that everyone is facing and to how to manage this pandemic. And I'm not saying you have to smile all the time, but certainly uh, keep yourself in a positive environment. Like last week, I was feeling in in a pretty dark place. And so I just went on the Internet and looked up a whole bunch of 30-second funny videos. And and it did. It changed my mindset significantly. So do things like that uh, right before an important meeting with your team so that you can reset your mindset and don't get caught up in, in, oh, my God, the sky is falling. Um, You know, the vast majority of us are not going to get this disease. The vast majority of us are not going to get sick. What we're trying to do is keep from overwhelming the healthcare system and what we're trying to also do is try to manage our organization such a way that we can try to limit or you know keep the the damage to our organization as minimal as possible Uh, but we've got some challenging choices and that is do we want to you know it's basically choose the health of the organization the health of our nation or our economic system so I think it's important for us to make decisions that make our organization and ourselves healthier And, you know, the economic fallout will fall out. And then we'll talk about recovery then and see how we do that. But I think that's the important key in this. We don't want to freeze, but we want to manage it in a way that we can go forward in a positive and productive way. So you have to
1: understand that fear and Mm -hmm. really under uh, embrace it, understand that it's around you and don't just ignore it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And a lot of these ideas I got from Forbes magazine, it was Josh Steimel who uh, wrote, he's a chief marketing officer at work. He wrote a book called Chief Marketing Officer at Work. And he's talking about managing fear. And he wrote this article a long time ago, but the ideas that he shared are really, really important. And another idea that he shares is don't just stand there, excuse me, don't just do something, stand there. And what he means by that is we tend to admire people who are quick to action. Mm-hmm. But what we also need to do in situations like this is to step back and say, okay, What is a more prudent action? What's a more prudent perspective? And to separate each other and keep each other away from people and have social distancing is by far the most important decision that we can make as a society right now. Will the economy slow down because of it? Yes. Will organizations be damaged because of it? Yes. Um, Me personally, uh, being I call myself self-unemployed, Uh, I consider that my income will drop significantly this year. You know, that's a cost of doing business. Mm -hmm. In 19, I was looking back in 2007-2008, during that downturn, my income dropped by 50% during that time frame. Uh, That's just the cost of doing business and the cost of being in a capitalistic society. Uh, But then it came back pretty quickly and recovered and it's done well for a number of years. And I suspect that thing will happen this year too. But the key is, you know, don't focus so much on that. Focus on what you do have and trying to keep your family self, safe and healthy in the, in the process is very, very important.
1: So with that said, you've talked a lot about a coach needs to uh, be around and interact with their people a lot. Well, now we're kind of being told to keep a distance from people, right? What are the other ways that a, a leader or a coach can still uh, interact with the people that they're coaching, whether it's like a remote situation or mm-hmm. um, that type of thing.
0: Yeah. Email, texting, calling them up, uh, checking in. All of those are very important keys to know that you're visible and that you're there and that you're with them and mm-hmm. uh, that you're thinking about them and you want us to do the best we can as we navigate this scenario. Uh, but we're going to see a lot of slowdown in you know, organizations that make loans. You know, Car sales are going to drop significantly during this time. Uh, You're going to see the number of loans drop significantly. You're going to see just a whole, you're going to see a pullback of the economic engine. Now, during the summer, hopefully, or or early summer, uh, when we start to get ahead of this thing and we can start to go back to normal activity, you'll see a bent up demand and things will come roaring back uh, very quickly. But in the meantime, we've all just got to kind of do that. And so, you know, you've got to also kind of name the fear and it's COVID-19 fear and this is what it feels like. But also recognize that when you name the fear and you you say it out loud and you write it down and you focus in your mind, uh, you don't ignore your fear, but you face it and you say, OK, what can we do to overcome this challenge? And I think that's the important key is to name it and then say, how can we overcome that challenge are the, the important factors in going forward.
1: When you name the fear, would you suggest getting real detail with what the fears are, uh, meaning in this type of situation that we're in today? there's going to be a lot of people impacted but not physically and not uh, from a health situation but just simply right. by their business suffering. Um, right. do, you, do you work with the people you coach on those different things on what they're afraid about or just have it clear in your mind?
0: Yeah I, I had one recently asked the question you know should I pay my staff or not pay my staff and I said I can't answer that question for you but the question I asked them is from a sense of values what makes you feel best about yourself mm. once you're post this this crisis? Mm-hmm. And they said, you know what, I've got to, I'm going to get the, the group together and say, okay, this is how much cash I've got available for the organization. This is what your salaries are and kind of make a decision that we kind of triage it. And I, that's what you do medically. You kind of say, okay, here's the resources that we have. And you kind of triage the decision. You've got to do the same thing Ooh. with the organization. What can we do? What can we tolerate? Um, how much can we continue to go forward? And I think those are important keys as we face this challenge going forward. And so that's an important key is just, you know, reach out to people and say, what makes you, you know, when you're making this decision, make it from the values that you've led, led all your life, those values that have made you who you are. And so step back and say, okay, if I look at this decision a year from now or two years from now, would those be the values that I wanted to to set? Were those the values that I try to to manage with. And certainly it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be difficult. Um, you know, it may be, a, you know, this next two months are going to be unprofitable for a whole host of businesses. And that's the challenge of capitalism. We have a pullback, but we've also got to get together as a team and overcome this challenge of how do we, how do we as a society deal with this, this health crisis that we have and how do we keep safe and try to save as many people as we can by social distancing, staying home, not going out, and just staying away from things so that we that we keep other people healthy by staying at home, as they say in Italy, stay at home, save a life.
1: Well, trying to get through these next uh, few weeks is challenging. Um, on how you still get your work done and how you motivate your people, um, mm-hmm. how do you still focus and think long term?
0: No, that's a, that is a, a great comment. What you just made right there—that was I wanted to kind of get to that concept of thinking long term you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you're always thinking about the next payroll or the next paycheck and and that cash flow. But think long terms from now. We are going to get through this. We will overcome. Uh, It'll be a story that we will all tell our grandchildren and great-grandchildren that we live through this. And the question we have is what story do we want to tell ourselves and those people that were around us? How did we react? Uh, Were we someone that in the face of a crisis stood out And was a calming force and a person that people would lean on and talk to and say, I want to mirror match and model their behavior in a crisis. Or are we going to run around like Chicken Little with our head caught off going, oh, my God, the sky is falling. We certainly have that choice. And I think being calm, relaxed, uh, certainly be diligent, being safe. You know, washing your hands, uh, making sure that you've got as much disinfectant as you can so you can clean up your area. Those are all important keys to and keeping people distance and and minimizing your staff because your your business is going to decline. So do you need all of those people at work? If you can, you can you stagger it? Can you have people work uh, on staggered shifts? Um, tell people not to shake hands. I haven't been shaking hands for three weeks now. I've been fist bumping because I'm just with the anticipation of what's going to come on. And now this has been an issue where, you know, now people are just really publicly saying don't, uh, don't touch hands. And now for the last week, I've been doing the elbow pop. Cut. But uh, just do that, you know, and just recognize. But thinking long terms, you know, we've got a short term problem here. But think long term. How are we going to look at ourselves in two or three years from this process? Is an important question mm-hmm. to ask.
1: Now, educating yourself is important. So, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, and educating the people that you coach. I'm right. assuming you should just go to Facebook and reply and read all those different stories you see, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, limit that. You want to make sure that you take care of your spirit too. Um, you certainly, you need to be educated. You need to know what's going on out there, but you also need to do those things that are important to you. And, and I'll be honest with you, I'm looking at this as okay, I'm stepping back. I've had a couple of projects that I want to do that uh, involve working on books, and I'm going to spend my time working on those projects. So I recognize that uh, people are going, oh, my God, what do I do? But ask yourself, you know, are there things that you can do around the house where you don't have to go out and and see people, but you can work on projects or or just read some books you've never read before that you want to get caught up on or, you know, you know, Just uh, binge on all of those favorite programs that you've done. Uh, that's what my wife is doing. She's binging on all of the favorite programs that she's uh, wanted to watch. So this is the thing is to step back and, and to educate yourself. We're afraid of nothing so much as the unknown. And I think that's an important key. The unknown can be so incredibly overwhelming. So you've got to basically... Overcome your lack of knowledge and make sure that you inform yourself, but don't let it overwhelm you to the point that you become fearful and you, in fact, freeze. And so, you want to kind of stay away from that uh, that process. And I think that's an important key in this in in this whole thing is to making sure that we do that.
1: Now, I don't want to derail too much, but do mm-hmm. you know what I'm doing during this time? What's that? I'm going through Coaching Manager University. <laughs> I really am.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I got to ask you—you you were making incredible progress on that, right? Uh, so, where are you at now? What what module are you at? I'm at module eight now.
1: Excellent. And, so and, you're making
0: great progress. Yes,
1: and uh, it, it's self-paced. You can you can go through it, listen to it, read the book, follow along, answer the questions. But it, mm-hmm. it actually is a pretty good thing you could do in your downtime. And and I know I I know everyone's listening, going, "Wow, he's really pushing the <laughs> the stuff that Rory offers," but it, it, it's one of those things where you might as well use this time to develop yourself. And this mm-hmm. is the type of program and there's a lot of other online things you can do, but this is one that, um, will help your profession in this downtime and you go, you have time to go through it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And as you well know, as we begin to wrap up this episode right here, yeah. as, as you will, and that <laughs> was do, a great yeah, transition. Did you too you much? Much? I really didn't mean to. <laughs> no, no, no. That was a great transition. <clears throat> um, but also, we've had people have actually listened to the podcast and sent me an email and say, I want the program. Mm-hmm. That is terrific. So if you're listening to this email or if you're listening to this podcast, send me an email and say, I want a copy of Coaching Manage University for myself. Uh, it is all online. It's 52 modules. As you well know, it's easy to do. Yeah. You've got to get the book, the fourth edition of Coaching for Performance uh, from John Whitmore. But you can actually buy a used copy online for about 6 bucks, uh, And sometimes that includes shipping. So get a copy of the fourth edition. It's so so important. It's the fourth edition of Coaching for Potential, or excuse me, Coaching for Performance by John Whitmore. Um, we go through that. We take you through it, and uh, it's a great way for you to uh, learn to coach and sharpen your skills while you've got this downtime. As uh, Abraham Lincoln said, if I had six hours, uh, to cut down the tree, I would spend probably four sharpening the saw. Right. Now that you've got some time to step back, this is a time to sharpen your skills. You may never have a gift like this again, where you can step back. Uh, you're going to not have the interactions of the days, um, step back, look at things and say, okay, how can we handle this and what can I learn and how can I sharpen my saw? So just send me an email. So you listen to this program, tell me the date that you did in fact, listen to it. So I will send out one free copy of Coaching Manage University to anybody who uh, has been listening. And, and I have had people send them to me and I've been happy to send them out. So this is a great way to do this process. So, uh,
1: we're, we're- Probably going to talk about this topic again as it, as it mm-hmm. continues, but any last words on this episode, as people are listening to it on this uh, interesting week we
0: have. Yeah, I think just look back, look at the event right now that is occurring and ask yourself the question, how will I be viewed a year from now or two years from now those from those people I lead? And how are my reactions prudent and how are my reactions in a sense of control? That's one of the things I love about Harry Truman is he was always smiling, even in the midst of World War II. And all of the things that were occurring, you could typically see him upbeat and positive. And of course, he came to the conclusion of World War II. He had the incredibly difficult decision to end the war with Japan by using the atomic bomb. What an incredibly challenging thing, that decision, that would have been. And so, but during that time, he was always saying, we've got to find a way to end the war. We've got to find a way to move forward. And he knew that the war would end and he knew that we would in fact get through that. And then he worked at saying, okay, how do we get the economy going back together, going from a wartime economy to an Mm -hmm. economy that is wanting to be robust? And it was actually one of the, the, after that, absolutely, you know, the suburbs exploded, uh, the baby boom occurred. It was truly one of the great growth spurts Mm -hmm. of America after that. And I'm convinced part of that was because the way he handled himself. And so how do we look at ourselves later is the important question. What Going two years from now, when we're longer faced with the immediate fear that we have, how are we going to go back and look at ourselves now? And I just think that's such an important question to ask is, in retrospect, how do I want to view myself as a leader with that process? So anyway, with that being said, uh, I'll pass it off to you to wrap it up here, Paul.
1: Okay, Uh, we'll we'll be talking more. And that has been Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Paul. Thanks for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching. This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit RoryRoland.com.